Welcome to the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Main, awesome wife and dog mom for life. I'm a sex therapist turned sex coach, and I run a successful business selling relationship enhancement products. I absolutely love talking about all things sex. So you can expect this podcast to explore all things related to women's sexual health because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you discover and embrace what brings you pleasure so that you can own your sexual self. If that sounds good to you, then keep listening and let's fucking do this. All right, welcome back to the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast. I can officially say that because, Amanda, this is your third time on the podcast and you have a friend with you, Morgan Clark. I'm so excited to have you. Both are public floor physical therapists giving us all of your expertise tonight around sex positions, which, you know, is my favorite thing, of course. Um, <laughs> but specifically for people that are having pelvic pain or pain during sex. So tell us, um, just tell us a little bit about your practice while we begin this. Yeah, so we're Empower Your Pelvis. We're out in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, it is, we're going on our fourth year of being open. Um, we moved into this location with Morgan joining us last year at the very beginning of 2020. And then had another therapist, Heather, join us as well. So we have three therapists currently getting ready to add another one who's coming in from Chicago. And um, yeah, it's we're doing really well. It's really fun and exciting. And I think, um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's been really fun. And we're actually potentially moving spaces, getting somewhere that's um, bigger with a gym so we can not only see patients one on one, but also see them in a group setting or do classes, um, classes ranging from just exercise based to educational. Um, But yeah, so what I mean, typically in the clinic, what we do is we see patients one on one. We each have Mm -hmm. our own treatment room and we see patients all across the board from kind of what you were saying, Rachel, pelvic pain or pain with intercourse to prolapse to postpartum issues, menopausal issues, um, young athletes, older athletes, um, strength training issues. I mean, the list goes on. Um, You can obviously guess probably bladder and bowel things. Um, We (laughs) definitely keep it fun, though. And males. We treat males as well. Yeah. Males that are having pain with ejaculation or um, even just with orgasm, like, uh, sorry, Cyclists and um, yeah, pudendal nerve pain, which is a nerve that runs down there. I mean, and we see a lot of traditional things too. I think people sometimes are a little surprised by that. We see low back pain and hip pain mm-hmm. and ab pain, you know, all that. So I would say, yes, we are super specialized, but we have a pretty broad range. So it keeps it interesting in the clinic. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned the back pain specifically because now I feel like I'm scarred since my last interview with Amanda. Every time I have back pain, I'm like, oh, it's my pelvic floor. And <laughs> I officially bought a squatty potty and my husband is like, why do you have this? I'm like, it's good for your pelvic floor. I'm like, you need to use it. As, yeah, as it's like, the greatest thing yeah. on this planet. And I got the bougie band the vibrator, of course. Yes, yes. Oh, you did? Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. I had only the best for you (laughs) well thanks (laughs) so tell us okay so this this conversation is sparked because i've said this on the last episode but you have an amazing instagram account if you do not follow yet empower.your.pelvis on instagram y'all need to their clinic and and both these girls just said too it's like they have so much fun so you both are delivering this education in such a fun and comical way in a way that people can relate to so for anybody that's looking for more information about pelvic floor physical health in general and ways that you can literally decrease pain in your life um this is a great 
practice to follow for sure. Thank you so much. Yes. Okay. So pain with sex. You posted about this recently and you were mentioning some before things that people can do to help alleviate this pain before penetration. Yeah. I think um, it's important to say too, like we, we see pelvic pain constantly. I would say multiple times a day. It's not even like once a week. It is probably four to six of our patients a day, Mm -hmm. personally, each person. Um, I know I got into this whole thing, having pain with sex. So a lot of the things that I do with my patients may start with the issues that I had dealt with and how I, um, went through intercourse. So talking to them through like, you know, this is what you might be feeling. And then this happens. You might want to try this exercise. Um, there's so many different positions I think that can help with pain with sex because everybody's pelvic floor has had a different journey. Mm -hmm. And then when you throw childbirth into it or trauma, um, it's a completely different journey too. My pelvic floor, even from, um, one baby versus another is going to be different than it was before. Positions are going to feel even better for some, or even worse, depending on scar tissue or even cesarean scars. So it is, gosh, it's a load of a lot of, a lot of different things that can actually help Um, alleviate the pain with sex. So with prepping, um, a lot with getting in the mood, I think we talk about like, you know, it might feel good to have a warm bath Mm. or to work on some diaphragmatic breathing, kind of setting the mood for you. If you're having a more stressful day, anything that we can help do help decrease that cortisol hormone. So that hormones can, you know, spark up and be lit and feel good. And then um, taking time for you before your partner comes in. So mm-hmm. foreplay, really utilizing the foreplay aspect. Um, Absolutely. Aspect. Yeah. And we talk about it a lot in the clinic that sex is an athletic event. So, you know, you wouldn't just start, you know, running. You would maybe walk or stretch. I mean, these are, from our standpoint as physical therapists, we are the musculoskeletal people. So we mm-hmm. love muscles and we approach it from a very muscular standpoint. So we try to relate these muscles to other ones in the body and you have to treat them very similarly. So um, I think just giving the, the people that like almost permission, like this is okay to have to do this prior to sex. Like this doesn't mean you're broken. Mm-hmm. This doesn't mean that it won't ever get better. Um, spontaneous sex is like something you see in movies rather than, I mean, yes, Real it does life. happen. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> trying to coach them through that and, and then, yeah, so trying to teach them like the breathing and the stretching and approaching the muscles externally and internally too are super helpful. I think it's interesting too, like people will come in and they may not have pain with sex, but they're like, oh, my hips, my glutes are cramping, you know, in this position. Oh, okay. Well, how do you pick up your laundry basket during the day? How yeah. are you, you know, take picking up the groceries and your kids and everybody's like bending at the waist. And you're like, okay, yeah, we've got to, we got to change doing during the day. And maybe that can even start to help you in the bedroom because mm-hmm. it's going to start mobilizing tissue that's tight because you're only using your back during the day. And if we can start to use the hips and the pelvic floor a little bit more, Girl, you will enjoy that position a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. And I noticed in a video that you did recently, you were mentioning so li- somebody lying on their back and um, almost like hugging their knees to their chest and kind of rolling back and forth. That's that's some. What what does that do for somebody that might be experiencing pain? For us, it, um, I think that's the happy baby stretch, and um, <laughs> it's going to help increase the range of motion in the hips and the pelvic floor. So it's an opening stretch for them. It's going to increase blood flow and circulation. So that should help with the arousal side of it too. Um, really getting 
into that position for like missionary or even providing them more openness if their partner, like for being on top. So um, that's probably the easiest one that we have people do is because you're protecting their spine on the table and mm. then they're just moving their legs and hips into that range of motion. So we're not, it's not a deep squat that might be a little bit harder if they're standing and squatting down. Sometimes that's hard on people's knees and hips to get into full body weighted, mm -hmm. but laying on their back, it takes, takes the weight off of that so they can actually stretch out the pelvic floor. Yeah. Yeah. And they can modify it too by putting their hands on their knees rather than their feet um, some people just do one leg at a time. It just it really depends on the patient. And we always just help all of our patients and clients do what you can tolerate. And it sounds silly, but just listen to your body so that you're not pushing it too far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about something like child pose to, to stretch out on? I'm thinking like that's a nice back stretch to somebody that's having lower back pain or lower back pain specifically during sex. Is that something that you would recommend as well? Absolutely. Yes. Child's pose is probably one of my favorite in the clinic too, because I feel like you can do so many things from it. So we utilize this position a ton and you can modify this too, if you have patients with knee or hip pain or low back pain. So we'll even just do just the normal pose. We'll talk about using it in three different ways with your arms. So you're getting a side body stretch. Mm -hmm. Opening up your whole spine is important, not just that lower piece. And I think people like forget about that a little bit with just, oh, it's low back pain or it's, it's pelvic pain. You know, it's the spine is segmentally connected. So you can't just throw other parts of it out. Mm -hmm. um, and then kind of flowing through it with other going from a child's pose to cobra and weaving in and out of it. You can use it fluidly and statically and it's very beneficial both ways. Yeah. It's fine too. Like you got to, and it's our job, I guess, because regular people aren't going to know this, I guess, but like the nerves are coming from your spine the nerves that are supplying your pelvis and that clitoris, you've got to give them some movement and blood flow to keep them happy. Otherwise it's not going to work and as well as we want it to. Mm -hmm. So um, even if the child's pose, like that's one where depending on age or injury too, that might cause more issues in the knees. So we may start up on all fours and then slowly working back and kind of milking the joints a little bit before we get there. Um, I know I like to get into cat and cow from that position too, mm -hmm. more so on forearms so that you can work more of that pelvic mobility and, and really trying to get what I like is to think more clitoris aiming forward towards your partner's um, pubic bone to mm -hmm. try to get that mobility. So thinking more on top clitoral stimulation. Yeah. But yeah, lots of, lots of avenues, lots of different ways, turning it into a thread the needle even to get more spinal rotation. Um, but yeah, child pose, it's one of the best. I love that. And as you are both talking, all I'm thinking of is me going into having sex next with my husband in my lingerie, like doing these child poses and all these cat and cow positions and him walking in like, what are you doing? And immediately thinking like, oh, shit is going down if she's stretching for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> like That's all that I can think of. But um, I think too, for, for somebody listening, like just normalizing, normalizing these stretches. If you're feeling embarrassed by them, do them before your partner gets in the room, do them in the bathroom in private if you need to. But um, have, have fun with, them it. with you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're, you're just, it's part of your overall health, right? Maybe they don't even yeah. need to know what you're doing it for, for but yeah, after 2020 with all the sitting that everybody's doing, oh my gosh, doing couples 
stretching for intercourse. <laughs> Seriously. And make it a part of your foreplay even. It's like sex is sex is awkward. I say that often. Sex is awkward. It's going to continue to be awkward. Our, our bodies in general are just so fucking awkward. The noises that they make and the things that they do. It's like you have to just have fun with that. So if you're starting to incorporate these stretches, <laughs> just, I'm still just giggling about that. I have the image now in my head. I know. (laughs) So specifically for um, so speaking more towards sex positions, what are what are the types of positions that you are recommending to the patients that you work with that are having um, vaginal pain or even lower back pain? I like to recommend. So there's a study that came out in 2010 that gave us pelvic floor PTs kind of an idea of what positions might work well for people. But the problem with the the PDF is it's on hip replacements. Like what's best for hip replacement? Well, we're having seen patients that are younger than hip replacement age having intercourse and dealing with pain. The one in on that that um worked well for me though when I went through all my pelvic pain was being on top. The on-top position, whether you're facing your partner or rear-facing your partner, really allows you who's on top to be in control of the situation. So if with penile insertion, it starts to be uncomfortable with insertion right at that first layer of pelvic floor muscles, you can stop the insertion yourself. You can work on the diaphragmatic breathing. So you might do five breaths in and out to help lengthen the pelvic floor. You might do five Kegels to contract and focus on the relaxation to help open up so that insertion would be not as uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You can control the depth. So say it's more uncomfortable in the back. You can work on how deep the penis goes so that it isn't hitting that tissue for you. Mm -hmm. And then you can control the speed as well. So if you feel like you're really getting into it, but then you start to feel a little bit of discomfort, you can kind of pause again and just communicate that with your partner. Like, Hey, this is going really well, but I just need a moment. I need to breathe out for a second and then we'll try again. Mm -hmm. Or, um, being rear face too, um, front and back. I don't know. It just, to me, it works so much better with my pelvic pain to be able to get into those positions, but then to also enjoy the clitoral stimulation as well. Yeah, definitely. That's one, one position is the on top. Yeah. Two. Yeah. (laughs) I'll touch a little bit on some of our potential patients who have prolapse. And um, for those who don't know what prolapse is, it's when your bladder, your uterus, or your rectum comes down and basically space occupies places that shouldn't be. So Mm -hmm. there, it should be higher than it really is. And sometimes that can be blocking patients. So they'll feel like if you have any kind of prolapse, they'll say, I feel like he is hitting a wall or I feel like, you know, in certain positions, it's like a stinging pain. So depending on the kind of prolapse, if it's uterine or bladder, that's more towards like your abdominal region. So your tummy. And we'll tell a lot of our patients and clients, try to let gravity help you with that. Mm -hmm. So child's pose, all fours, laying on your stomach, you putting like how Amanda kind of talked about being on forearms and putting almost like a modified downward dog mm-hmm. kind of like, cause then you're, you're letting gravity help you with all of that, which is so cool. And it does, it a lot, oftentimes gives people that light bulb, you know, they're just like, well, I'm not going to have sex cause it's just painful and this thing's in the way now. And so it's just never going to be the same, but mm-hmm. you could totally use gravity. So, um, we'll coach patients a lot through that, but then with that, depending on the patient comes those you know, foreplay and prepping work and using your hips correctly and whatnot. It's not just 
okay, it's as easy as get in this position, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, did you talk on your back? Not yet. Go on your it. back. So rectus seal would be the other one. So if the rectum's coming into the vagina, so if we're if the rectum's on the backside, we want to lay on our back with pillows underneath our hiney. Mm-hmm. So we'll be in a bridge position, really resting on the pillows. And in that, then gravity's pointed back. So they should be able to have great sex in that position and hopefully using one of your vibrators in that position that we learned <laughs> earlier so that they can have, um, you know, a full experience. Yeah. With the low back pain, um, it depends. Like some of our patients have sciatica where the pain's going down the leg. So we like a sideline position. Hmm. Let's say the pain is down the right leg. We may put a pillow under the left side between the ribs and the pelvis to help really open up that pelvic or the torso region and open up around that nerve. So then hopefully their nerve pain down the right leg is not as bad and it can be more enjoyable. And if they wanted to rest their leg then up on their partner behind them, they can do that. And with some of the um, low back pain too, you can also be in a, like almost like a modified cobra position. So on your tummy and you wouldn't push up too much, but just maybe rest more on your forearms mm-hmm. or even use a pillow to prop yourself. Cause that's really going to offset what the spine is doing. Cause the discs can be a real issue with the nerve. And that would, that's usually what makes the nerve pissed off. Yeah. So you don't want the nerve to be pissed off. That's a really good position to be in. If it's more localized back pain, you're not really feeling, you know, I'm not feeling pain down my butt or my leg or whatnot. Well, a lot of times have patients laying on their back, but in a propped position as well. So using a pillow more under their low back or pelvis, that can really help. Or in a um, seated position too, so that they're really supported and they're the ones seated. Their partner is coming up from more of a standing position, depending on the height, obviously. But those Mm -hmm. two are good supports for them. For specifically with um, with the lower back pain, so if somebody's in a sex position where they're on their back, would you would you recommend that then their legs are straight? Would you recommend that they're bent? Would they should they be up? Like what is going to eliminate the most pain for them? I feel like flexibility wise, I the easiest answer would probably be somewhat bent or letting them rest around their partner. Leg straight is usually going to cause them to really tilt their pelvis, which is going to kind of yank on the back right there. Mm-hmm. Meaning it's going to take that back up away from the bed. Yes. Okay. Really do the tightness. And then all the way straight up, that's like what we'd be working on in the clinic per se, because there a lot of our patients have a, would have more of an issue trying to get that almost like working on happy baby, how Amanda was talking about would be great for that, but more like resting the legs, knees bent holding them themselves or wrapping them around their partner, that seems to offset the load quite a bit. And don't be afraid to use like support with pillows and blankets if you find your comfortable position. Like there's no shame in that game. Just prop them up, rest it so you can have some fun. Mm-hmm. I know that's, we, we definitely recommend that with our pregnant women as well. Like all the pillows, all the body pillows, because you're, you're going to need that so you don't get the cramps with that one too and the low back pain. Yeah. One thing that in in the work that I do through the through pure romance parties is actually recommending for women to get a door swing because they can sit in that and then they're in an upright position. They're able to also have that more control, but essentially makes them weightless because as you're mentioning, gravity kind of kicks in. So that's been something 
um, that I've heard specifically with people that I've been working with that have lower back pain during sex um, or their partner is having trouble holding them up if they're wanting to have sex in a standing position. That's been super helpful. And we also sell um, this thing called the sexy spreader, which also is basically leg straps. So that, again, makes them, they're able to have that wider open position, easier to hit the G spot. It's padded on their back as well. Um, or they can wrap it around their neck if they want, but then that keeps their legs in an upright position as well uh, and still taking off that, that pressure to the legs and the back as well. So as you were mentioning that, that popped in my head. I was like, I need to make sure I'm talking about this more at, when I'm talking with people because that could be a, a good tool for them to use. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good for us to know too. Mm-hmm. So do you often have people, so when you're, when they come into the clinic, do they often ask about sex? Is this something that have, do you guys talk about on a regular basis? Yes question. and no. I, <laughs> I mean, know. I feel like sometimes it's, you know, you got you get the feel of the patient, I would say, when they come in. It's sometimes you can sense, like, all right, that's probably one of the last questions I'll ask them so that we establish a rapport for the last, you know, mm-hmm. 5, 10, 30 minutes, depending how long our chat needs to be. And then at that point, I feel like they are more comfortable answering it. And, no, I got other ones coming in. They're like, so I'm in here because I, I want to have sex. Yeah. And I'm like, great, let's just get to it then. So I definitely think it's patient dependent, but I would personally say with my patients, it's brought up with every single patient Mm -hmm. at some point in their therapy when it doesn't always have to be that first visit. Yeah. We know, we know like people are doing this weekly or should be, and it's something that they don't really talk about. Mm -hmm. And I would rather them get their information from experts Mm -hmm. than Google. Yeah. So if they have any, and most, I would, I would say most of them really do have questions um, especially the ones that are in for pain with sex, like they just want it back. They want their normal sex life feeling back. Yeah. Um, and they want to know anything that they can do, which is really helpful. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So even if they're not coming in for something sex related, it's, it's likely coming up or they're asking some sort of question eventually. Oh, it's about always it. on our questionnaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always on the questionnaire. It's always, even if they say, if they've circled that they're not having pain with sex, I will still bring it up and ask. Mm. My goal, hope is like I can explain it a little bit better to see like okay like well are all the positions good do you feel good do you have any stiffness or tightness mm-hmm. um, are we having any diminished orgasms or trouble having an orgasm and they'll they'll start to really peel back the onion layers with that yeah I love that because I think so many people just like, think and assume that the pain that they're having during sex is normal because it is it is so common and it can be caused by so many different things and like you said certain positions certain time of the month i mean it's so many different things so i love that you asked the very specific questions and not just that generic question of are you having you know pain with sex because somebody might not say yes right away yeah or even know like you said that know that they shouldn't be having mm-hmm. it like they're in for you know, leakage, urinary leakage. And it, it really happens so often, I would say, not only just pain with sex, but maybe the other way around too. patients come in with pain with sex and they'll be like, oh yeah, I mean, I pee my pants, you know, but I, everyone does. So mm-hmm. it goes both ways. Like, you know, we just, we choose to like normalize things in our own way. <laughs> it, yeah. it makes sense in our own brain, but it's like, well, you know, I'm here to tell you that that's not, you know, normal. So let's fix it. Yeah funny that, you know, in our previous conversations, like funny that they'll normalize peeing their pants or having sex with pain, but they won't, or it's hard for them to normalize something like self-pleasure, you know, or watching porn, you know, it's, it's all, yes. it's all mindset thing. You get to choose what you want to believe. You get to choose what you're going to put your focus in. Absolutely. Wow. 
Awesome. Well, this has been, I, I think, super helpful. I know I, every time I talk to you, I learn something. And again, your social, I'm always learning something new. So thank you for coming on again. Is there any any other resources that you would share with, with the listeners that might be having pain with sex? We have an Empowered in the Bedroom series that is coming out. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, we're really excited about it. It goes into more depth on the positions um, of us showing exactly what the positions look like for what type of pelvic floor dysfunction and goes over orgasm 101, why it's important and why we should be doing it more often. Um, stretches that they can date actually weekly and daily stretches to actually help them improve their positions in the bedroom so they're not having tightness and tension. Yeah, and it's it has um, a PDF that goes with it, but then mostly videos of Amanda and I really just diving deep into all the different corners of how, you know, PT can help with any kind of sexual experience, not just pain, not just orgasm. And so it's been really fun to create. And we've got as specific as like, you know, postpartum sex or sex after menopause. Mm -hmm. So, um, and diving into some of our favorite lubes too, because I think that's another one that we're, you know, in society, like, oh no, I don't use lube. I I produce enough, enough fluid down there. And you're like, what? No, everybody should be using lube (laughs) in the bedroom. That sounds amazing. And I'm so thankful that companies have come out with safer lube for our vaginas. Like, that is the most, you know, that is the stuff I look forward to is testing yeah. out lube. And we, I don't go over quite a few brands um, in the program too. And what, why, why we should worry about what the ingredients are. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we are starting to now, you know, the food that we put in our body, but our vagina absorbs what we put in there too. So mm-hmm. when it comes down to lube and washes and tampons, we should be more focused around that. Absolutely. And it's one thing to listen, be listening to this podcast and for us to be explaining these different sex positions, but it's a whole nother level when you can actually see the videos. So I appreciate that you have that component in your program. If somebody's um, interested in, in getting in this, how where, where would they go to register or buy? Yeah, it's on our website at empoweryourpelvis.com or we, I'm sure we will be sharing it much more on our Instagram too at empower.your.pelvis. Awesome. And this is, just to clarify, this is some, something that they could purchase at any time and it's something that they do on their own or it's it's a certain date that they have to be available to do it? It'll be available at any time, but it's going to go live on, um, oh my goodness, January 17th. <laughs> January 17th, it'll start going live. We will work through it as a community for four weeks, the whole month of February, beginning February 8th. Um, but then, yeah, it'll be up on the website all the time to be purchased and you could walk through yourself like a self-paced program. Awesome. Yes. That's incredible. Thank you. Very cool. We're super excited about it. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to be in, including some of that comedy type stuff that we were talking about. Cause I'm telling you, the two of you are, you literally crack me up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Um, the resources that we mentioned today will definitely link in the show notes. And of course, I'll include both of their Instagrams because you want to follow them, especially if you're interested in this program. And I know both of them would be happy if you have any questions for you to, to reach out. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, yeah. Rachel. Thanks again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a thing. And if you loved it so fucking much, be sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see you next week, and until then, keep owning your sexual self.